One man, one mission, to equip the Church of Jesus Christ in the power of the Holy Spirit and awaken the Church to the voice of the Spirit. David Cuppet brings to you the School of the Holy Spirit from one of his many missions from around the world, where he aligns with apostolic leaders to eradicate spiritual blindness and reveal the true authority of believers in Christ to prophesy, heal the sick, raise the dead, and cleanse the lepers. Open your heart and get ready to receive all that the Holy Spirit has for you in this week's session of the School of the Holy Spirit. School is in session. All right, good day, everybody. Uh, this is part eight of our Wisdom Filled Warriors series, and I'm really excited about today. Uh, the topic I'm going to cover is uh, really near and dear to my heart and is foundational uh, in the gifts of the Spirit and is really the supernatural force uh, behind the alignment of your heart and the heart of the Holy Ghost. It's central to you becoming one and the Holy Spirit revealing His will for your life and for the people around you. Amen. So let's jump into this. Um, today, I want to uh, really get into the gift of tongues and uh, why the gift of tongues is such a central theme in the relationship with the Holy Spirit um, and really to gain understanding and why the Lord sent the Holy Spirit to us. Okay. And so, you know, I've been uh, getting some emails here over the last few weeks as I've been given some very detailed uh, visions and dreams and deliverance session uh, information on, on, uh, you know, some of the meetings I do and, and in this podcast series and, uh, people, people say, how does the Lord give you all these details? Does he really show you this? Does, is that happen? Like he shows you these step-by-step things in heaven or information about a person. And my answer is yes. I've, I've told you guys many times, um, unless the Lord shows me, I'm not going to speak Okay, I am never going to prophesy without the Lord giving me vision um, because that's the relational dynamic that the Lord really grew me up spiritually in. Okay, and so that's how I've learned to trust the Holy Spirit. That's how I've learned to know the Holy Spirit. And, um, you know, the details are what leads me to revelation and being able to prophesy the word of the Lord. And so. Um, my encouragement to you is it can happen to you. It will happen to you um, if you are willing to trade your way in for his way. Okay. And so the the gift of tongues is, is foundational in the awakening of the army. Okay. Um, being a wisdom filled warrior, being a warrior in the garden instead of a gardener in the war will be directly connected to you knowing the Holy Spirit, trusting the Holy Spirit, discerning the voice of the Holy Spirit, getting the vision and the dream of the Holy Spirit. And as I talked last time, when you receive revelation, just like Peter walking down the road, Jesus says, who do they say that I am? Peter says, you are the Christ. Uh, Jesus says, upon this revelation or upon the revelation given by the Spirit, I will build my church. Okay. So, it's foundational. How do you go build a church? You just don't go decide to go build a church. You just don't go decide to do something good. You actually enter into prayer and wait for the revelation of the Spirit because He will 
direct your steps. He will actually say, yeah, I know you thought you were going to do this, but this is what you really are, right? Your true destiny, your identity is found in hearing the Holy Spirit. And so if you understand the way of the Spirit, it's actually rigged in your favor. It's, it's, it's like a stacked card game. Um, it's, it's a poker game where you have like a thousand aces up your sleeve. You can't lose, okay? If you, if you understand the way of the Spirit and you dig in uh, into the way of the Spirit, um, you cannot lose. You will figure out that, oh my gosh, this is rigged in my favor. And um, so the connection piece, I want to start out with a scripture in Zephaniah chapter 3, verse 8 and 9. The Lord starts to talk about the awakening of his army um, and the relational dynamic of the pure language of the gift of tongues that he gives his army in that process. And so I'll just read the scripture and we'll talk for a few minutes. Therefore, wait for me, says the Lord, until the day I rise up for plunder. Plunder is about invasion. It's about taking back. Uh, wealth, taking back um, victory, taking back uh, dominion, okay? And that is the intent of the Lord. He's going to rise up for plunder. He's actually intending to do something uh, to raid demonic banks, to take back what the demonic powers stole, right? That is the heart of God. And so um, let's continue. He says, my determination is to gather the nations, to assemble Uh, to my assembly of kingdoms, okay? My determination is to gather the nations to my assembly of kingdoms. He's talking about all powers, okay? To pour on them my indignation and all my fierce anger. All the earth shall be devoured with the fire of my, my jealousy. He's talking about all demonic kingdoms being included in his plan for plunder. Okay, that he is going to um, do the Joel two twenty, the the Joel two twenty to two thirty revelation, where he's talking about, um, I will restore to you the years that the locusts have stolen. This is connected to that, right? So he's talking about um, literally taking, bringing back everything that was stolen from you, all of all of the concepts of of the world. Uh, stealing from you, enslaving you, imprisoning you. That's all. What's behind that is a plan of destruction, a plan from the principalities and powers and rulers of darkness. And the Lord says, I will rise up for plunder. I will come after them. And he goes on to make a very profound judgment or a very profound statement, I should say. Next, next line, he says, For then I will re- restore to the peoples a pure language. He's talking about the gift of tongues. He's talking about a supernatural language restored to his warriors, that they all may call on the name of the Lord to serve him with one accord. Right? How do you serve the Lord in one accord? Well, exactly what we've been talking about. You learn how to pray. You center your life around praying in the Holy Ghost, and He imparts revelation. And the quicker your spirit becomes sensitive in everywhere you go to the spirit of revelation, the quicker you walk in to the the realm of restoration, so to speak. Okay, and it's it's the the 
the authority over the demonic is connected to his restoration to you of the gift of tongues. You have to embrace it. It's part of the awakening of the warrior. Okay? That's pretty pretty exciting. And so I want to share with you uh, uh, an encounter I had where the Lord took me to heaven in a dream and showed me how to access um, really the Holy of Holies. Okay? Um, there's a description uh, actually in the book of, of uh, Exodus... Um, when Moses ascends in the mountain, part of the description that is given to Moses in terms of how the people can worship God is the the Lord gives Moses a replica of what it looks like in heaven. And the place where the Lord sits, where he rests, um, is called the most holy place, right? It's it's the ark, right? The, ar- the ark of the covenant uh, where the Lord sits on the cherubim. And again, that is a replica in the new covenant, Jesus, there's no longer um, a replica. You are the temple, right? You are the place where the Lord rests. He rests in your heart, okay? And so accessing the Lord is a matter of snapping your fingers if you develop a spiritual relationship um, to connect with the, the Holy Ghost, right? That you literally with your mind realize, oh my gosh, I can't do it the way of dead routine religion where church attendance and powerless uh, acts um, are measured by men. No, I simply embrace the way of the Spirit to get into the holy place to encounter the Lord face to face. And so as the Lord was revealing this concept to me, one night in a dream, he took me um, in in the following series of events in this dream to show me some specific things and particularly about tongues. So I'm just going to walk through this with you. Okay. This dream started with me standing outside of the holy place where I can see uh, three things. One is the showbread, the incense, and the menorah. All those three things are are explained in the book of Exodus as uh, being outside of the holy place with an intent of getting you into the holy place, okay? So as I'm standing outside of the door, the door is closed to the holy place. I can't enter it um, until something happens. And what happens is this, okay? The menorah, the seven-branch candlestick, which is a symbol of the seven-fold Spirit of God that rested on Jesus in Isaiah 11, right? Jesus was clothed. He was covered in the perfect Spirit of God, the very Spirit that Jesus died, rose from the grave, and sent to us, the same Spirit was clothed in Jesus, right? We've been talking about that a lot. He's he's begging you to don't leave the city, don't try to do it without His Spirit, and to become spiritual, okay? And so, um, in this dream, um, Jesus uh, actually begins to speak to me, and the menorah Uh, literally comes to life. The menorah literally becomes a flame. And the menorah um, literally walks me over to the showbread. He walks me over to the place where the Bible is open on the table. And it's open to Romans chapter 8, verse 2. Okay? When I look down on the paper, I see... Uh, Romans chapter 8 verse 
verse 2. And then I also see highlighted Romans um, chapter 8, verse 26 and 27. Okay, these are very specific details that the fire of the sevenfold spirit of God was shining on him. He was revealing something to me. And I'll talk about those scriptures in a minute, those two specific things the Lord was showing me. But after he showed me those two specific scriptures, something that was just awesome in the dream, totally supernatural happened. Um, first off, uh, the letters um, from Romans 8, 26 and 27 jumped off the page and they literally formed a gold key on the table. Okay. And there was language on the, on, there was a statement on, on the key. Um, and it says, tongues is the power of my will. And I'm, you know, in the dream, I'm like, oh my gosh, like the Lord is giving me a key, right? That is a key. That is, that is, is this the key that gets me into the Holy of Holies, right? Written on the key is tongues is the power of my will on a gold key. More to come on that in a second. Okay. But then what happens next is Romans 2, uh, Roman, the letters from Romans 2 jump off the page and form a sword. Okay. And this sword is floating um, literally in the air. Okay. And in the dream, the seven branch candlestick, the menorah, it begins to speak to me and its fire begins to burn really bright. And he says, pray in tongues. So in my dream, I start praying in tongues. Okay. And as soon as I start praying in tongues, two things happen. First off, the sword um, it literally comes to life and it enters my chest. It opens me up. And all I can describe it as is this supernatural creature came out of my chest. Okay. And this creature had four qualities. This creature had qualities of a lion, an eagle, an ox, and a man. Okay. Um, and I can describe it to you, but it's pretty long in detail. And all I, all I can say is something that is not man-made, something that is like literally supernatural came out of me. And when it when the creature came out of me, my flesh fell to the floor. It was dead. It was just a cover. Okay. And the real me, the supernatural creature is standing in front of the door that, that opens up to the Holy of Holies. And my heart begins to beat. I'm excited. Okay. The key that was formed from the letters of Romans 8, 26 and 27 that had the, you know, the perfect will of God. Tongues is the perfect will of God on the key. The key literally floats in the air, goes into the door and opens the door and the door swings open for me. And I walk into the room as a new creature, as a supernatural creature. I walk into the room where, where the Lord is sitting on a throne. And the only other thing I see in the, in the, in the Holy of Holies, um, other than the Lord are other people, other supernatural creatures who have found their way into the most holy place. Okay. And that's, 
really the end of the dream at that point. There's a whole bunch of other things that happened that are a lot more details specific to my life, but that's where um, I, I want to end this and teach uh, teach you something on this. First off, I've taught you over the last few weeks about Romans 8.2. Romans 8.2 says this, the law of the spirit of life has made me free from the law of sin and death. So the Lord in the dream was showing me that the that the law of the spirit actually is a sword, right? What did I teach you in, in uh, Ephesians 6.12? Or I'm sorry, six Ephesians 6, uh, the warfare scripture. Ephesians 6, verse 10 to 18, where it talks about the rhema of the Lord, right? The dream and the vision is the sword of the spirit. It's all of the equipping of, of the armor that allows you to fight against the principalities, okay? So this is this is the same concept. It's Whenever the Lord speaks to you, the law of the Spirit is supernatural. It actually not only is the weapon against the demonic. In Romans 8, 2, the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus makes you free from the law of sin and death. And so what did that, what did that sword made out of Romans 8, 2 do to me in the dream? It actually opened me up. It no long, I was no longer bound by the flesh, but the new creature in me was allowed out. It was allowed access into the Holy of Holies. No longer was I um, um, a creature with the limitations of the flesh. The limitations of the flesh were removed from me, and I now had access into the supernatural presence of Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit. Okay? Now, the second piece of this um, is the key. The key that opened the door is a very important key. Written on the key was what? It said, tongues is the perfect will of God. Now, I want you to see how what was written on the key actually lines up with the scripture. Okay, Romans 8, 26 and 27. So too, the Holy Spirit comes to our aid, bears us up in our weakness. For we do not know what to pray for as we ought. But the Holy Spirit makes intercession for us with groanings that cannot be uttered. Now he who searches the heart knows what the mind of the Spirit is because he makes intercession according to the perfect will of God. Oh my gosh. Let's break this down. Okay? So the, so verse 26, the Holy Spirit bears us up in our weakness. We have limitations. Our flesh is weak. Our flesh doesn't have ability. Our flesh cannot access. We cannot enter the Holy of Holies in our natural flesh, in our natural mind. Okay? We have to go into the Holy of Holies in the spirit, in the spirit realm, right? They're locked inside of us is a supernatural creature, something the Lord birthed. Out, out of the cross, he birthed us, right? In the power of the Holy Spirit. So in, even though we're all weak in the flesh, he gives us the Holy Spirit to overcome, to overcome our weakness, right? And the Holy Spirit is a key that breaks the, pre, the, the limitations of the flesh and actually allows us to become spiritual, to become supernatural, okay? And the next line is very important. For we do not know what to pray for as we ought, but the Holy Spirit makes intercession for us, right? That is a, that literally is the trump card. That is the very thing that 
every one of us, the explanation of why he gives you the, the prayer language, not only does it make you a warrior, but in essence, you do not know what to pray for as you ought. None of us really do. None of us. We can ask our, we can pull out a list and start asking things, but most of that's not spiritual. If you pray in tongues, it's 100% spiritual. If you pull out your list of what you think you want or what you're moaning about or what you're crying about, a lot of that stuff is flesh. So the Lord is saying to bypass your flesh, I've, I've rigged this in your favor. I have a way to use the sword of the spirit to bypass your weakness, to get you supernatural, right? And if you pray in tongues, if you pray in the Holy Ghost, you 100% of the time, 100% of the um, presence of the Lord, so to speak, um, will manifest as you don't pray your way, you pray in the Holy Ghost way. Now, listen, guys, it's rigged. You got to get this. It is rigged in your favor. It is so rigged. It's beyond, it's beyond like, it is the rigged game of all rigged games. Okay. But the question is, even though you understand this, are you going to pray? You see, you will answer to this. There's a lot of things that you'll not answer about, but you will answer at the end having been given the supernatural gift of the Holy Spirit as to your degree of embrace of the gift, okay? So he goes, he says again, he says, for we do not know what to pray for as we ought, but the Holy Spirit makes intercession for us with the perfect will of God. We, When we pray in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Ghost is actually praying, right? The Holy Ghost is praying through us and Jesus, who's sitting on the throne in direct access with the Spirit of God, is connected. There's a relational dynamic between the Spirit and Jesus. And the Spirit, if we allow ourselves to be Spirit-led or Spirit-moved or Spirit-awakened using the gift of tongues, we become supernatural and have access into the Holy of Holies. And so to answer the question that many have asked me, you really have dreams that, listen, I just had a dream that explained the gift of the Holy Spirit and particularly the gift of tongues. I mean, it happens. I mean, I have books, I've written stuff, not because I figured it out, because I had literally, I pray in tongues and the Lord reveals to me and he teaches me. He is my teacher. Okay. Um, he is also my protector. I mean, I, I go through seasons where uh, if I'm going to a new place or I'm going, um, you know, may, maybe I ticked off a warlock or something somewhere and I'm in a spiritual battle and I've got to depend on the Holy Spirit literally protecting me. OK, I mean, I, I, I was going through a, 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 a you know, a, a time where I felt this heaviness. I felt like um could tell something was going on. It didn't feel right. Something was, was happening. And, um, I woke up one morning and, um, I go down, I get my coffee, sit in my, my chair in my prayer room in my office, start to pray in tongues. And all of a sudden the Lord shows me this vision. There's two witches sitting at a kitchen table. There's pictures of my family in the middle of the table. Okay. One witch has tarot cards and the other witch has chicken bones with dice and they are 
um, basically casting spells over my family. <laughs> and all of a sudden, Jesus busts through the back door of, of the house into the kitchen. And he says, don't worry, I got this. And he's carrying this flaming torch. And he puts the torch on the kitchen table. Everything on the table burns in the fire. The tarot cards, the chicken bones, everything the witches would use to cast their spells. And literally, as soon as the fire hit the table to burn everything up, the witches disappeared. <laughs> and dude, all I can tell you is I came out of prayer in the joy of the Lord. Literally, the weight had lifted. The, the fight, the confrontation had lifted. And um, I just I just want to encourage you, man. I mean, the Holy Ghost is your protector. Jesus said the spirit of truth would lead you through life. He would deliver you, heal you, awaken you, right? And I've centered my life around praying in tongues, praying in the Holy Ghost. Um, I've told I to, I've told the story many times in, in my teachings about uh, 2012 when the Lord said, I want you to pray in tongues six hours a day for a year. Um, it changed my life. It literally, my access into the heavenly realm, my, the spirit of revelation, wisdom, supernatural signs and wonders based on what the Lord said to me. And I had to go do in meetings and um, supernatural instruction, deliverance, supernatural deliverance. All that started in the season of embracing this gift and learning about this gift and these dreams that would come about understanding the gift. And, and this book, this, this series is about war. It's about the awakening of the war, but it's really about falling in love. It's really about embracing the supernatural gift of the Holy Spirit um, in, in your everyday walk and the demonic when you, when you realize that the Lord has given you the most powerful force on earth, the Holy Spirit is the most dominant force on earth. And the demonic is a secondary thing. You may be struggling with certain things. You may be struggling to be set free from curses. But when you fall in love, your deliverer makes you a deliverer. Amen? You with me? And so... Um, Again, this book is about, the series is about uh, the awakening of, to the war and how real the demonic realm is. But what's more real is this, the lover of your soul and the, give, the, the one that Jesus sent to take you by the hand, to cause you to ascend, to cause you to engage, to awaken this new creature that's inside of you. It's all about the Holy Spirit and your embrace of the Holy Spirit, okay? And... Um, just to articulate a little deeper in the, the intent of the Holy Spirit to equip you, um, I want to I use a scripture that Paul used when he was teaching the church, okay? When in 1 Corinthians 14, Paul is teaching the church to embrace the gift of tongues. He says, I pray um, that you pray in tongues even more that you prophesy. Why is that? Because number one, the pattern of tongues and prophecy is throughout the New Testament. Acts chapter 2, when the wind of heaven came, they first had tongues, they then prophesied. Acts chapter 19, when Paul laid hands on those 12 disciples, it says they were baptized in the Holy Ghost, they prayed in tongues, then prophesied. Okay? Acts chapter 8, they prayed in tongues, then prophesied. The pattern of awakening is always you get baptized in the Holy Ghost, you pray in tongues, 
And then as the Lord gives you revelation, the prophetic begins to flow. And so tongues is central to all the supernatural gifts. Okay. And as Paul was teaching this in 1 Corinthians 14, um, he gets down to verse uh, 20 and 21, which reference um, a specific uh, scripture in Isaiah. It's Isaiah 28, 9 to 12. And I'm going to read Isaiah 28, 9 through 12 out of the Amplified. Okay. He says, to whom will he teach knowledge and to whom will he make to understand the message? Those who are babies just weaned from milk and taken from the breast. Is that what you think we are? For it is his prophets repeating over and over, precept upon precept, precept upon precept, rule upon rule, rule upon rule. And he answers, no, I, the Lord, will teach you the rebel in a more humiliating way. By men with a stammering lip and another tongue, he will speak to his people. And he goes on to say, to these complaining Jews, the Lord has said, this is the true rest, the way to true comfort and happiness that you shall give to the weary. And this is the true refreshing, right? He says, but they would not listen to his teaching. He's referencing in the old covenant that, they, that the Lord offered them the Holy Spirit. He offered them the Holy Spirit, but they refused. They stayed at the bottom of the mountain. Okay. When, when, they, when the exodus occurred, they stayed at the bottom of the mountain. They trembled in fear. They trembled in fear because they didn't take the Holy Spirit by the hand and accept the invitation up the mountain. All right? So the goal is to get up the mountain. And the only thing that can take you up, by, up the mountain is the Holy Ghost. You, have to, you need a visitation and a, an embrace of the Holy Ghost. Okay? So back, back to verse 9. He says, To whom will I teach knowledge? And what did we talk about? We talked uh, in, in the last session. Knowledge is spiritual. It's not memorized scripture, right? He goes, he's down here saying, Is it this prophet guy standing in a pulpit, repeating precept upon precept, line upon line, regurgitating scripture, regurgitating scripture? And he says, No, that's not, right? So he's, he's saying, Who will I impart spiritual revelation? Whom will I teach uh, the supernatural um, ways of the Lord? He says, I will teach you with a humiliating way by men with a stammering lip and another tongue. So what he's describing here, guys, is that when you pray in tongues, you are bypassing the fleshly limitations. You're actually laying down the way of man and the block, so to speak, the wall, the jail cell, the prison door, that man can't get through because it's because it's can it's actually the the bypass Jesus is the door and he gives the holy spirit and it's the only thing that can get you through the door is the holy spirit right in the dream right Romans Romans 8 2 was the sword for the law of the spirit of light life in Christ Jesus has made me free from sin and death the sword of the spirit cuts you open and this new creature then in the spirit realm has access with this key to pray the perfect will of God. And the key, as we learned, is eight, uh, Romans 8.26, for when we do not know what to pray for as we ought, the Holy Spirit makes intercession for us with things we don't understand, but you, have, you trust the Holy Spirit, and that Holy Spirit opens the door by praying through you. Okay, do you get that, guys? 
The Holy Spirit is praying through you. It is his language. It's not yours. It's his language. It is a supernatural language that opens heaven's door. And when you open heaven's door and you are seeing the Lord face to face in dreams and visions, he imparts to you. He teaches you. And so, verse 11, no, the Lord will teach you in a more humiliating way with stammering lip and another tongue. So, what did the dream do for me? He literally used scripture, granted me understanding, wisdom and understanding, granted me revelation of the meaning, its intent, how the how the Holy Spirit actually opens you, breaks you out of the limitations of the flesh, and gets you into face-to-face to see Christ and be imparted revelation, right? And so my prayer life is what got me to the dream life that got me to face-to-face with Christ, to got me with understanding and impartation, not only scriptural revelation. Scriptural revelation is actually, it's an elementary level form of revelation. The most powerful form of revelation is knowledge from the Lord himself in the current moment. Okay, in the very moment. That's how words of wisdom and deliverance-oriented prophecy works right now in the moment is you you hear him, you you get the vision of the Lord and you release it. And what he just spoke is released, right? I've told stories of prophesying and oil appearing on my face and everybody in the room falling. Okay, that is now level, high level revelation because you are releasing heaven on earth through the encounter of, of the impartation of the Spirit, of what His vision is, and you release it, and it immediately happens, okay? And so that's the intent of this, guys, that the demons would fear you because of your relationship, and that you would have such a revelatory connection with the Lord that everywhere you go, there are people being healed and delivered, okay? And you may say, well, I'm not sure. I'm not sure about about this. Um, I don't know. I mean, all I can do at this point, guys, is um, I'm encouraging you. I'm actually begging you, like Paul begged the church: pray in the Holy Ghost, pray in the Holy Ghost, pray in the Holy Ghost every day of your life. Pray in the Holy Ghost, okay? Because He will teach you in this humiliating way. It's not your way. It's the it's the tongue of 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 the Holy Spirit. And there's a, there's a Hebrew analogy that describes what this scripture means of how the Lord teaches you. And the fact that if you pray in tongues, he will speak to you. It's not if he'll speak to you, it's he will speak to you. Okay. The word stammering lip in another tongue is illustrated in the Hebrew language um, as uh, when a baby cries, the mother's milk flows, Right. It's not like the baby cries and the mother has to think about turning on the milk. All of you um, mothers, um, guys that have been around, you know, you're married, you you understand the concept. When the baby uh, cries, milk will flow, okay? She's going to have a wet shirt if the baby isn't fed, right? And so... The analogy that the Lord uses to explain this is that if his sons and daughters pray in the Holy Ghost, revelation will flow to you. That has to sink in. 
revelation will flow to you. It's not like the Lord will say, no, I don't like this guy. I'm going to hold it back. The Lord doesn't have a choice. He has promised in his written scripture, his love letter to you, that if you embrace the Holy Ghost, that he himself would meet you face to face. And it is as if a baby is crying to be fed, to have face-to-face connection with the, with, with the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost, that revelation will be imparted to you. Okay? That is, that is the form of teaching. It's a supernatural, revelatory form of teaching. It is spirit-to-spirit. It's no longer you trying to decipher Scripture as a mere man. That's, we talked about that last time. That's, that's knowledge. That's learning about the Lord or learning about the kingdom versus knowing Jesus Christ, knowing the kingdom, knowing the Father face to face. As you know them in spirit, as you've bypassed the limitations of the flesh, that revelation flows like milk flowing to, to a baby. Yes, it's humiliating. It's not about you. It's about the Lord's way, right? Verse 27, Romans 8, 20, uh, Romans 8, 27, the punchline at the end of it, it says, um, praying the perfect will of God. When you pray in tongues, you pray the perfect will. What is the perfect will? He wants to impart to you everything that he has for you. And if you pray in the Holy Ghost, Like I said, the baby cries and the revelation flows. You get taught supernatural things. You get knowledge in the moment. Do this. Don't do that. Watch that guy. Break that relationship. You want to get connected with this guy. Go here. Don't go there. That all happens through revelation. Okay. And so I want to, I want to tell you one more story here um, today to kind of illustrate how powerful words of knowledge are in the, in the supernatural. Okay. I was in uh, Kansas city uh, a few months ago and um, I was ministering uh, very, we had very long ministry sessions. I mean, there were a couple of nights that, I mean, meetings went on till four or 5 AM in the morning, just supernatural things happen. And um, I noticed in the back of the room, there was this one guy. Um, he was from Ghana and, uh, you know, as the night went on deeper in the spirit, we got, and, you know, some different supernatural things were happening in the room. Um, this guy was trembling, he was twitching. Um, and, uh, so I called him up and started to minister to him as the Lord gave me this vision. And in the vision, the Lord gave to me, um, it was a word of knowledge Um, It was real live revelation of what the Lord wanted to deal with this person in the moment. Um, I saw, I saw this vision that as a, as a young man, a baby, basically a young boy, I saw um, these demon creatures putting clothing on this, this, this young man. And these, this clothing had all these demonic symbols, upside down crosses and, um, you know, just all, all of these demonic symbols written all over, um, you know, the clothing. And so I stopped and I asked the young man, you know, 
does this mean anything to you? And he said, yes. He says, every young boy in Ghana, in a certain area in Ghana, um, when they reach, um, I think it was 10 or 11, I'm not sure. Um, when they reach that age, they all go with the witch doctors and get, get uh, they get dedicated to the devil. Um, and most of them go um, because they're forced. They don't want to, but they're forced to go. And um, he just explained a very tormented life ever since that time. Um, and that's important because the next thing I saw in the vision was um, I saw I saw uh, an angel come into the situation and drive the demons away and rip the clothes off of the young man and put a clean white robe on him. Um, and that is significant. That is significant because, um, you know, Jesus, Jesus, when he instructed the disciples after he resurrected, he said, do not leave this city. Luke 24, 49, do not leave this city until you are clothed in the power of the Holy Spirit. Okay. And so I knew that Jesus, Jesus was picking a fight, guys. Jesus had an intention of delivering this guy in this moment, okay? Jesus wanted to clothe this guy fully in the Holy Ghost, okay? So here's where it got crazy. And I said, I asked this young man, I, said, I told him, I said, Jesus wants to break this curse off of you. And he looked at me and he's, he's, he's like, yeah, he's, his eyes, he's like, yes, please. Um, but he's trembling. I mean, he's he's literally physically being tormented on the inside. I mean, it was it was it was brutal. It was gruesome. Um, you could tell the guy was just in pain um, in his soul, physically. And um, so I started to I started to prophesy. I said I I, <laughs> I started to prophesy the removal of the demonic close. I said, I break the curse. I break the demonic curse spoken over this young man by the witch doctors. And all of a sudden, this guy, I mean, he just starts to scream and torment. He falls to the ground. He's literally writhing in pain. He's, he's, he's moving like he's rolling half rolls across the, the, the floor. And um, you know, he's opening his mouth, he's yawning, these demons are coming out, I'm commanding all these demons come out, um, and this went on um, at least 30 minutes, I mean, this this was a, this was a wild one, uh, we're ca casting demons out of this, this poor young man, um, and when he was done, I mean, he's trembling, he's shaking, the presence of God is so powerful on him, um, the people that were there, you know, a lot of them never saw a deliverance like that. They never saw the power of God um, picking a fight with the devil in such a way that they that the Lord confronted the curse. He confronted every demonic power that was literally draped over this young man against his will. Um, it's almost like rape, guys. I mean, as as a as a when a young person is dedicated in a cult like that. They have, they don't have a chance, right? And until a deliverer comes to help them, until somebody who is willing to pay the price in prayer, to know the will of the Lord, to use the gift of the Holy Spirit in such a dynamic way that you would drive the demons 
far from this young man that obviously, I mean, this, this, you know, he's been in churches, he's been places trying to get help. He couldn't get help. And somehow he ends up in a living room with, with me. Okay. And, um, I'm only saying this because the, the world needs deliverers. The world needs you to step into your calling because your calling includes these signs. You will cast out devils. You will heal the sick. You will raise the dead. You will lay hands on the people. They will get baptized in the Holy Ghost. And all of it is contingent upon you laying down dead religious acts, dead things that can't get you anywhere, and and literally embracing the Holy Spirit and dedicating. I mean, you have to put yourself on the altar, guys. You literally have to say, I don't care what the world's doing or what the the church I'm engaged with is doing. Or you you literally have to say, I am going to pray until the revelation comes. I am going to pray until you awaken and call me in what I really am in Christ, because I believe, I believe in this gift of tongues and that you gave it to me to access your throne room, to come boldly to the throne of grace. Amen. And so I just want to, I just want to pray for you that um, any limitation you have, any misunderstanding or, you know, misguided perspective of the gift of tongues and ultimately the awakening of all the gifts of the Holy Spirit through the gift of tongues, because the Lord in relationship with you, because you know him, he gives you revelation and deep, very details like the things that I explained to you. Um, I just, I just pray that over you. I break um, for any of you who were dedicated to the demonic to a cult, through any um, false religion. I break that power over you. I break every form of curse that has blinded you in the name of Jesus. I break um, uh, the grip of evil that has held you in a dead place. Um, every voice that speaks into your ear, I call it to be silent right now. Every voice that says you are woeful, that you are, uh, you will be bound in heaviness, limitation, and never amount to anything. I break that lie in Jesus' name, and I call you a deliverer. I call you one who is rising up right now in the name of Jesus, one who is rising up in the power of the Holy Ghost, one who has been given this weapon of war so that the Lord would awaken his army who would rise up for plunder, who would turn the tables on the demonic, who would cast out devils, break curses, raise the dead, and do the supernatural. I just release that grace on you right now. I release peace on you. I release um, uh, the the power of the Holy Ghost on you. For, for those listening that have never prayed in tongues, I release it right upon you now in the name of Jesus, and I call you a warrior. And I command you right now in the name of Jesus, Pray in the Holy Ghost. Come on, let's pray. In the name of Jesus, I release a hunger and a thirst upon every person hearing that you would pray with fervency. You would pray in the Holy Ghost with expectation that the Lord rises up in your weakness, that the Lord breaks you out of the limitation of 
the flesh that the new creature that is locked inside of you would come forth and the world would fear your coming. I prophesy over that over you now in the name of Jesus and I pray for an increased grace of the gift of tongues upon you. Come on guys, let's go. Shalabosi tarinde balade dadia de ombre anada dialaba simbre alalaboso kerabandora kerabandora parabandia lalabate te de de guys i just i encourage you Make a decision right now. Make a decision that you are going to become spiritual. Make a decision that you're going to lay down dead religion, that you are going to be awakened in Christ, the warrior, that you are going to be awakened in Christ as the deliverer, the one who is a warrior in a garden and not a gardener in the war. That makes you a victim. You are no longer a victim. You are dedicated in the Holy Ghost and the Lord himself will teach you by granting you wisdom and revelation and imparting you supernatural gifts where you can conquer every situation. You can conquer every place that you walk into because you know the Lord is going to reveal to you what is needed in that very hour. In the name of Jesus, I just release this grace. Amen. All right, guys, have a good week. Pray like you mean it. Pray like your life depends on it. And um, send me emails. I'd, I'd love to hear the, the stories of how the Lord's visiting you and, and the changes that are happening in your life. Send me stories about casting out demons. And uh, hey, just have have a great week. And don't think about what you can't do. Think about what the Holy Spirit's going to awaken you to by simply trusting Him. I just decree over you, you are... You are never going to be the same. Once you make that decision to pray supernaturally and the first visitation becomes contagious, then the second, then the third, and it becomes a, a way of life. It becomes expected. I just release that grace on you right now in the name of Jesus. Amen, guys. Have a great week. See you next week. Thank you for joining this week's episode of the School of the Holy Spirit. For more information or to request David at your church or conference, please go to davidcuppet.org, D-A-V-I-D-C-U-P-P-E-T-T dot O-R-G, or fivestoneministries.org. You can also find the School of the Holy Spirit podcast on iTunes, Spotify, and Charisma Magazine. For a deeper dive into the Holy Spirit, we encourage you to purchase David's new book entitled Wisdom-Filled Warriors, available on Amazon. We pray that you will encounter the Holy Spirit in a transforming way and become all that Christ has prophesied over your life.